All right, sweet man. Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Mike, Wall Street bets. Here we are. I think the days finally come of the uh, collective movement where people are starting to actually fight back against the establishment, but this time through the financial system. You were just telling me AOC and Ted Cruz are now commenting, um, but... So let's just start, let's start with then Wall Street bets and let's get into Wall Street bets and then I think it goes from there. Um, but for our own memory and I guess for people that might not really know what's going on in the financial markets right now, uh, there's a Reddit group called Wall Street Bets who's, they're like, I think there's like 4.2 million plus subscribers now to that subreddit and they're just a group of like Main Street investors, like trading on the Robinhood app. Just regular people. Doing the, the same thing that, you know, Bloomberg has actually something similar to that. And you see a lot of these uh, investors going on there, more of the Wall Street types going on there doing the same stuff. Now, the difference here is that one is rich and backed by Wall Street and the other one is Main Street. So um, that's, that's the base of that core. But now we're in this shit storm going on right now. Yeah. And then these, so this group pretty much figured out through doing their own analysis, really, they're, they're like, there's, they've actually done a pretty good job from what I hear and I read on checking the numbers and they figured out that there was, uh, I think it was GameStop was the first stock that they started with. That there yeah, was, they saw that GameStop was pretty much, um, some of these hedge funds were actually shorting GameStop. You know, actually borrowing shares and, you know, then trying to flip it, making a profit. So, on this trend, you had people, there's a lot of smart guys and girls on that trend on Reddit and I think now it was on Discord, but then Discord, that's another conversation, Discord blocked it. That's, so there's a bunch of stuff that happened from this, yeah. right? It's a chain of events currently happening. Yeah. This is historic and is terrible. Yeah. For people like us. Yeah, they figured out, like, what one thing I wanted, one thing that's being not really being talked about is the fact that there was already fraudulent stuff going on with GameStop. So there was, they had something like over 200% of open shorts. These hedge funds had open shorts against GameStop, which means that there was more of the short position than actual shares to be able to take that short position. So it was already yeah, like, it was already a corrupt, GameStop was fucked up. Yeah, it was already a corrupt scheme to start with. Yeah, that's what they were doing. They were doing. They they had a scheme. That what, the thing is that this is what they do. They they have these schemes and they look for these these failing companies, right? Even Blockbuster is in the mix of this. Blockbuster stock was up. Blockbuster, like, what the hell do they do? They have a couple stores still open out. I think in Canada and, and in Washington State, but there's a bunch of companies that were in this whole pool. Now, yeah, these hedge funds got played with the same game they played, and they lost $5 billion, particularly one of them. Uh, I forgot the name off the top of my head, but um, they got fucked. Yeah. And good, rightfully so. These Redditors, these, these kids that, that are sitting at home, they're able to run their own numbers and see the spreadsheets. Um, I, it's all the public information, so I guess they have an entire list of the most shorted companies from top to bottom. 
And they figured out if they can rally enough people together and then they buy the stock, uh, they create a short squeeze. So like these firms have to put up more money because they have to buy the stock at a higher price. Um, for yeah, because like that trolls like yeah. like Elon Musk coming in. He's he's there popping. You know he's fueling the fire. He's actually joining in on these on this uh, Twitter thread. Yeah, I mean not Twitter. Fucking uh, well, he said it on Twitter. He's been moving but, the on Twitter. Yeah, and he's like you know saying stuff like game game stonk, right? You know stonk is it's like the joke. You know stonks, and he was saying all this stuff. And he was actually on Reddit on this board, literally hanging out with all these people, you know, and that, what that did was engage more people in. That's why you see right now, Do- Dogecoin is skyrocketing. Yeah. Now, I, I don't understand, I understand, but I don't understand how these two correlate because Dogecoin is not, it's not a financial institution to be sticking it to, you know, mm-hmm. one thing is sticking it to the man, which is like the hedge fund and, um, wall street, but Dogecoin is not an institution. So a lot of these people are not like, Oh, get on Dogecoin. This is the thing is like, all right, well, those are two different things. One thing is you're trying to make a quick buck, which a lot of people try to do with, um, AMC and GameStop and all of that. But Dogecoin is skyrocketing and, What's going on with that? Let's see. Dude, it's like Dogecoin's a, it's a meme coin. So it's like, a, it was one of the earlier cryptocurrencies created after Bitcoin, but it's known in the industry as like a meme coin. It's a joke coin. But it's funny because it's still, it's still around. No one controls it because it is a, it's a no pre-market centralized yeah. crypto. Not like some of these centralized projects like you hear about now, like Ripple and a lot of these other ones. So it's truly decentralized. So no one can ever really hit the off switch. But the amazing thing about that Dogecoin is like you're you're able to see that no matter what, if the market collectively sees value in something, whatever that value might be, they're gonna buy it. And this thing has been pumped and dumped like throughout history. Um, see, that becomes a pump and dump. That becomes to me. I don't like the whole Deutsch the Dogecoin type of thing because what's the value in that? I don't you know I don't see the value. You're just trying to have people pulling money. And you're trying to like you know it's it's a it's like a Ponzi scheme in my opinion. Yeah. But then you know like GameStop and all that. There's a game there. Mm-hmm. You, you know it's like ah uh, how how can you do this? How can you play this game with the big boys and trying to? It's different. It's not the same thing with that. So I think they're trying to align them together right now, and they're not the same. So I, I would you know I would tell people to be careful messing around with the Dogecoin. If you want to be a gambler, go ahead. That's different, yeah. but it's not the same principle. Let's go back to the regulations real quick. Because, so, right, these group of Redditors figured out that there was open shorts for this stock, and they rallied a bunch of people together. They bought it. They started short squeezing it. And, like, there were some people that had made a lot of money. But you can tell in that Reddit group by just looking and reading through the chats, these are... It's like the Occupy Wall Street 2.0. They're young yeah. Americans, young no, they're not even just Americans. They're global. They're, they're young millennials or people that have been underserved. It's like an Occupy Wall Street 2.0, and there's clearly they're trying to send a message to the establishment with this through the banking establishment, governments, and they're saying it like their open letter to CNBC was saying uh, things like 
you know, this isn't about the money. This is about taking down the people that have caused all of the problems over the last X amount of years, talking about the banking industry, the hedge funds. And the fact is, is that, you know, the hedge funds now and, and the regulators are saying stuff like, you know, we have to, we can't, we can't allow this. This isn't right. But the fact is, is that this type of, these type of um, market structures have existed for the small 1% or the 0.01%, right? And the, the rest of the market now can't do the same thing. Uh, but today we saw that, you know, these regulators uh, removed the ability to even trade this stuff on Robinhood or all the brokerages. So, it, like, oh, yeah, the day, literally they're canceling orders. You crashed the market that you were trying to say that you were trying, you're trying, you said stuff like they can't do this because. Um, you know, this isn't, this isn't safe for the investor, but the fact is, is that by canceling or, or removing the ability for them to even sell their stock, buy the stock, you've now created the crash that doesn't hurt the actual investor. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. And I think it's just a vacuum that they're going to create. Like all of this censoring, all of the removing of these stocks, like you're just creating a vacuum because there's millions of people that are in this movement now, and I think that's what they understand, you know. Oh, yeah, and it comes with, look, the people on this thread are the same people that are independents. A lot of people, you know, there's people that are Republican and Democrats in there, but a lot of the people on here have been the same people that have been driving the meme culture, right? Mm -hmm. All these people in the meme culture, they're on the sidelines, they're sick of government, they're sick of Republican, Democrat, they're sick, you know, they're pissed off uh, about the media, you know, with the whole thing that happened with Trump, that they banned them off of Twitter and all that, these are the same people that are pissed about that, a lot of them are, the majority are, and then on top of that, like many of us said, once... Once they stop, you know, they did it to Trump, they'll start doing it with everybody else and with everything else. That's what they did. Look, they, we're, we're still in fucking January, man. It went with an election. It, you know, it went with the inauguration, the whole capital stuff, and, and then the band. And now we are here, and they banned that forum on Discord, which Discord was like an alternative like a, a little spot where people could get together and not get blocked, right? That's what a lot of people used yeah. to go there for. Yeah. And look what happened last night. They blocked it. I was trying to join as it was getting blocked, and it said, like, service unavailable. And then, I, yeah, and then it, came, it came back on, though. They had they have, they have something like 70,000-plus people in that Discord. It's insane, dude. On, on the actual chat page... You don't have the ability to read who's posting stuff because it's it's going up so fast. Yeah. So then you got Reddit. They closed up that um that Wall Street forum, right? Mm -hmm. They closed it up. Yeah. They stopped it. Free speech. Reddit was supposed to be a free speech platform, and it just it has become the same thing as a Twitter. These organizations, it's like you know they forget who. They serve. And that's what happened with Robinhood. Robinhood only became popular because they're, they're people that they serve their customer or just regular folks. And now, look, they pretty much screwed them over. But then let's go in back with, like, what is Robinhood? Robinhood is a company that is pretty much funded by another hedge fund. 
That other company is called. Um, what's the name of? Uh, Citadel. Yes. Yeah. So that's the business model of Robinhood, right? Is that Robinhood takes the data from the user. So when they go to click buy stock, Citadel knows that you're going to buy the stock before you actually the trades complete so they can front run it. That was the thing about what happened too is that Yeah, that's they're they're looking at the data yeah. in real time and then they're making the shifts in the market for themselves so they're profiting twice. That's a joke, dude. Is that off of that trade? So let's go to like that one I I forgot the hedge fund now too. We got to bring it up after, but um Mercer or something, but yeah, but anyway, so like right so as the as this short squeeze was happening, uh Citadel was front running it, profiting, and then the actual hedge fund that got squeezed from the short lost, like you were saying, one point five billion dollars plus, and they had to take uh, they had to get bought out, essentially bailed out by Citadel. They had to borrow money from Citadel, the same firm that was profiting from their own destruction. And Citadel got a stake. They bought them out. So like now Citadel owns the rights to that hedge fund as well. And it's so it's like it's such a uh, fucked that, up kind of system. That looks like a that looks like a fucking takeover, a corporate takeover. That's what that looks like. Maybe that'll happen in the consolidation of the banks and the hedge funds then that way. I don't know. Well, yeah. You think it'll all roll up to the Fed then? Like we've talked about the Fed providing, uh, like the Fed being a commercial bank like commercial banks are today. Because like right now the Fed, the only customer of the Fed is it's the the Treasury, U.S. Treasury, and then all the big banks and the major hedge funds. Not not like people like us though. So if um, if in the future they say, okay, now we have a Fed Now app and oh, and all you citizens can open up a bank account with us on the Fed bank account and we'll be your we'll be your bank. Like in order for that to happen, all the other banks and all the other hedge funds have to really be go away. So maybe they get consolidated down in power now to these one specific structures like you talk about. That could be that could be the, the real long game. I, I could see that as a real long game if, if totalitarianism takes over, which you know, honestly, it's not far from the equation with everything that's going on. But in the short long term, right, something not too long away from now, I think it's more the Fed will hold your money, right, digital wallet. And then for your loans, you would have to go to these institutions for the loan. That way, these corporations still make the money because at the end of the day, it's corporations that will make the money. Now, right, we have the Fed. We don't even know who owns the Fed. We don't know if it's the corporations or if families and entities like that. But corporations aren't going anywhere. Big corporations, the big freaking uh, Fortune 500 companies, these are the multinational country types. You know, super supranationals. I think they will dictate. I think the future totalitarianism might be. I think it's gonna be either state or corporate corporate entity. One of those two. And aren't they becoming the same? They're they're becoming the same thing now. Like we said, like we talked about the revolving oh, yeah, door. Government. Yeah, because yeah, government owns corporations. But then yeah. you have like a place like China. Mm -hmm. China government owns corporations. 
That's why China has so many issues. Because China is such a large market. That's why these corporations still can't. They can't. They can't push themselves away from it. They, they're, you know, they're so. They're vampires. They love to suck blood. And China's just this huge, like luscious, like vein that they could suck out of. But with that, they could, you know, it's poison blood. That's why you see Google and China, they keep bumping heads. Mm. And what happened with Alibaba? It's its own, right? Alibaba is this huge multinational corporation created in China. Jack Ma brought it up, you know, to become a predominant corporation. And then China smashed it, took it, and hasn't let go of it. Now, everywhere else in the world, corporations do the opposite effects. They take over the government and they squash it. And that's where we're at here in America. Corporations own everything. Everything that is going on right now is to keep propping up the corporation. And why? Because the corporation is a buffer between us and the 1% of the 1%. The 1% of the 1% protects their assets and their livelihood and their person with a, with a corporate entity. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's not, you know... If look, if th- that's money. It's public money in a way, right? It's corporate money. They could dip into it. They shift it around, right? For their own benefit, they could do whatever they want with it. You know, you have majority shareholders, and they have like shell companies, multiple, like you know, um, Aetna. Aetna's one of their largest shareholders is BlackRock, mm. and then you look, you know, who owns BlackRock, and then you start seeing, well, the majority shareholder is X Y Z. Which you, it's hard to even figure out who the hell is all these people that own BlackRock and the majority shareholders. Right. And then you keep peeling that freaking onion, and it goes back to the same freaking people. So that's what makes this movement unique then, is because like this, this group of Redditors has identified exactly what you're saying. Like The corporations in the markets really are, that's almost like the kryptonite, right? Because if, if you can take down the businesses that run the establishment secretly right in the background and they've been able to do it because the technology wasn't so good and people didn't rally together so much if you can take that down then it becomes a threat to the actual establishment itself like what's to say what's to say that like the sword can't be flipped and like the market starts short selling amazon or starts short selling you know what i mean that's why that's why i find this so fascinating right now with what's going on with these guys the joke was is that like you know, this is what Occupy Wall Street should have been. You know, instead of protesting over there in the streets, um, join well, together and then commit some type of like, um, you know, they call it um, organization. That's what was needed. Right. That's why this works. That's why the GameStop thing worked. Mm-hmm. Everything else hasn't worked, but the GameStop thing worked. That strategy worked because right. there was a group of people in a forum doing their science and their math and figuring out how they're going to do this. So you had a core group of people and they were just, you know, cracking away at it and that became, and then they started to shift the money, right? Money votes. Money is a vote. A dollar is a vote. Whatever. The gold is a vote. It's a vote. They started to vote for GameStop. And then with that came the next layer of the shell, which is, you know, the people that are always listening they start to think, oh shit, there's something happening here. Yeah. They, they jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. And then the media, the media 
there's a tension there, and then everybody that is outside, they start jumping at it, right? You just keep seeing that. The guy from and the Big Short was in on it. The famous yeah, yeah. investor, he's, he, he entered that trade last fall. So it's like they know, like you're saying. Yeah, so that's how that works, and that works well. Occupy Wall Street, that mm. was a gang of Yeah. Yeah, people all over the place just, there was no organization. You can't get anything yeah. done. And you know what? Honestly, I think Occupy Wall Street, that was a fake. I think that was more of like a psyop mm. type of thing. It was meant to be disorganized. Because with disorganization, you don't get anything. Yeah. Why do you think unions work so well when they're powerful? Because you can extract as much as you can from a corporation or a big business for the workers. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people don't like unions because they say, oh, that's communist and all of that, but I'm sorry. Um, we have communism and it's called cor- corporatism. So There's a balance. There's a balance, right? You yeah. have to have a balance. Yeah. There has to be a balance. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have that balance because America is a corporatist nation under the guise of capitalism. Yeah. There is no... Bro, I'm sorry. There's no more capitalism in this country. There no, th- there's not right now, and be, it's because there's the the governing structure and the way society's functioning isn't allowing it for to be a uh, free market capitalist society. Like we very much, I think people understand now that like we've been under this sense of corporate socialism. You know, the government's bail out the banks, and they don't really do stuff good for the main street person. Um, so I agree with you. But going back real quick, I think with the difference between two thousand, the occupy, the first occupy Wall Street movement, and now, like you're talking about the organization, but the internet. I mean, the internet, these tools weren't even developed yet. They didn't even exist yet like they do today. Kaiser, Max Kaiser was talking about when he ran the whole uh, uh, crash JP Morgan buy silver campaign. And they had figured out the same exact thing that these Redditors, fig- Redditors figured out about GameStop. That JP Morgan acquired a company that had all of this exposed short positions on silver and they knew that silver is like one of they know that it's one of the most manipulated assets in the world but if you can rally enough people to buy it and then reveal the actual inefficiencies JP Morgan would have gone bankrupt because they didn't have enough money even in the bank to cover those short positions he wrote that the the silver price up from like 10 or 12 dollars an ounce to 50 dollars an ounce and then everyone sold it back off but he was saying the difference is, is that he didn't have a Reddit chat for him and stuff. And he didn't have the ability to reach so many people so quick to rally to now go on an app that allows them to all trade at the same time in person. And that's that's almost the joke that I'm seeing now in society is it's always the fight between the old generation even and the new generation in a way. It's the boomers that are of the high status that are holding on to every little thing they can. And you've got the millennials and the Gen Zers that are... The, now the majority class that are trying to move up but there's that struggle that exists between you know that old and new and and these kids understand technology i mean the meme stuff we talk about like these politicians don't even understand the the whole impact of a meme and that's why i think that this is just all a vacuum because what the fuck are they going to do there's billions of kids young people millennials whatever that are they 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 understand the new system, the new ways, the new technologies that are gonna just overtake the old system? Like the only way I see them stopping this from happening again and again and again in the stock market is if they completely censor everyone and then they regulate the ability to buy. Like they regulate it so much on who can buy and sell 
that it goes against everything that they're trying to say they want for the free market. Like, it's just fascinating, dude. So I think that's the what tech, they're trying to do. They're trying you know, to censor everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what? It's 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 gonna happen. It's gonna unless look unless people do what's happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. Look, right now the conversation that's going, the conversation has no political affiliation. If you think about it, doesn't matter if you're red or blue, if you're not affiliated with anything, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. What you're hearing is people are sick of the status quo and these oligarchs that are in our country raping the system and not allowing us to freaking play mm-hmm. the same way as they do. And it's blatant and we could see it. Everybody's seeing it in real time and everybody's reacting to it. And since everyone's reacting to it, what this does is if, if people understand, look, hey, we did something. We pissed them off. Look how they reacted. Let's, we know what's happening. They're trying to censor and they're trying to destabilize us as a society. What we need to do is do the same thing we did with the whole GameStop thing, with everything else, with the government, with corporations, with every type of institution that holds us down. Do that against them as a group yeah. and keep allowing it to grow. Big tech, especially, number one, I think big tech needs to be the first one to go down. Big tech needs to get wrecked. They need to go back to Main Street. We need Main Street type of big tech, not a Wall Street type of big tech. Meaning that big tech right now is, they're too big to fail. We don't need that. We need them to fail if they fuck up. Mm-hmm. So people yeah. need to get together and be able to bring them down to their knees, dice them up so it's digestible for everybody and us have the power. Because with the whole GameStop situation, what it showed is that the people, if they get together and organize and understand what's really happening, they could bring these you know, institutions that are pretty powerful to their knees, and they will make them cry. And then now, since we did that, we could see how they have reacted and countered against us. Since we understand that and we see it in real time, then we could learn as a group to do that to them again and stronger and to government and to big tech because that's the only way honestly that's the only way to slow down or stop this whole uh, monopolization and totalitarian system that's coming because it's coming it's yeah. coming bro there's look it's, we have we have freaking market manipulation yeah. in our face it's coming, but I think the bright side about what we're seeing now is that there's there's a global movement to uh, fight against it, right? I mean, and, and it's and it's well, we hope we hope, and and but it's a vacuum. Like again, it's these the small like these big tech monopolies and duopolies that control all everything, right? They're deplatforming people. They're now censoring people from trading young people. It's they're creating what they're they're creating their own worst enemy that's going to destroy them. Like these people are going to come up with a solution that is able to work around what's existing and then use it. Like unless unless like we're talking about full totalitarian government control, which could happen like you can only use these applications and we're not going to authorize or allow any other way. Okay, say that. Fine. You have these decentralized private uh, protocols now 
that are going to allow people the ability to communicate without you even knowing through mesh networks, uh, decentralized servers and protocols where those servers aren't even hosted in one location. That's distributed across the globe. You can't shut it down. And, and I'm almost wondering if we're, you know, we're it's going to get worse before it gets better, obviously. But you start to see that, like, there's a global movement. Like, the, the best thing about this Reddit thing that I've liked is that the only way that that GameStop price was able to actually move in the aftermarkets, because in, in the aftermarket, in the U.S. aftermarket exchange, it was still going up. That means that there was people elsewhere around the world that were actively buying while we were sleeping here in the U.S. So that's that's a global push. They don't care about skin color. They don't care about issues. They care about Giabo, the fact that you know there's there's this global insurrection against banker occupation. Every protest that's happened around the world over the last 10 years that continues to happen is about wealth inequality, uh, taxes, uh, the, the, the wealth gap, and, and this awareness and awakening to the fact that there's a small group of people that are able to control everyone through a small group of tools and stuff. Um, so my hope is that that this that you're starting to see the actual amount of people that are willing to opt out and decide to use other tools and tech uh, that government allows them to. And I think I don't think government's that powerful. Like I think I think once I think once they see I think once there's a large enough um, pushback against it, you know, like then then of course it gets violent because then they send the military in and stuff like that and maybe do people and just it's not go only with government that. though. It, yeah. the, the thing is, remember, it's corporatism. Corporate corporations are the ones with the power, and they're the ones with the power because they have the government protecting them, right? So when they say pull the trigger, the government goes and pulls the trigger. Mm. That's that's these corporations. It's the party guy and these institutions of like Wall Street and big tech. The problem that the only situation is it an awakening? That's my question. Mm. My question that I'm trying to figure out. I doubt. I'm sorry to be like the naysayer here, but I doubt that it's an awakening. I It's only an awakening if you stay awake. Mm-hmm. Meaning that these people, all, everyone that is working together to, to, you know, to bring down the hedge funds and doing what they're doing right now, the only way it's an awakening is if they continue to diligently work towards all of the things that we talked about, bringing down... Wall Street, bringing down government, bringing down big tech, these institutions, because, you know, what's going to happen, days go by and, uh, you know, the steam dies out. Right. Look, while regular people right now, okay, let's look at the psychology of the world. The psychology of institutions, institutions are powerful and they have employees that work diligently to pretty much crack the system and adapt to the system and wait and they play the long game meanwhile the rest of us are preoccupied with too many things and we we see we're like oh the shiny light the shiny light Mm. oh look squirrel 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 that's how we are we need to stop the whole squirrel mentality that adhd mentality of like okay this that we need to be disciplined and work as hard or harder than these institutions because while we're sleeping yes other parts of the world are doing trades and all that but they're not sleeping and they have entities all around the world doing the same thing against people like us mm. 
the only way that we could slow down and stop that is if we continuously build upon this. That means that there needs to be a strong movement continuously looking at all of these problems that we're going through and putting a stop. That means like when government, doesn't matter what politician it is, what party, you know, we need to figure out, hey, this is wrong. Go up to the Capitol, go up to the White House and stop them. You know, go up and talk yeah. to... You can't go- do that anymore, dude. It's a green zone. That's the militarist... That's the, that's the green zone now. Barbed yeah, wire, barriers. That's what you get. This is what it's we crazy. get for being asleep. We're divided. They divide us. Yeah. Divide one, thing, us. one thing that I noticed was mainstream... Like, right, mainstream... And Mike, give me a little camera move like that. There. Oh, there you go. You're a little lighter now. You were like the dark Sith back there. Um, oh, okay. uh, one of the main, one of the things that mainstream media in the United States doesn't want to do is expose to the fact that of uh, expose to Americans that yes, there is a divide in this country. Yes, it is. It is bipartisan. There's uh, there's polar opposites that are occurring in extremist groups that are organizing and building because of the fact that. People are hurting so much from the system that they're deciding to go and polarize themselves, but also that this is happening happening everywhere else around the world at the same time. Because you don't watch mainstream media in the U.S. and learn about the protests in the Netherlands, the protests in Germany, the uprisings in India. Well, uh, good point. You know, media—that's one big issue we yeah. have, right? The media is controlling yeah. that. That needs yeah. to be stopped. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is, like, maybe out of the hope. If everyone collectively around the world just had the ability to understand this, right? If they had the information and they can see and they can collectively join together, uh, would they do something? I don't know. And I agree with you. I think that um, it's it's almost How it's can almost happened though. It's think of too it. big. If we keep allowing big tech to pretty much filter out and freaking and stop and censor, we're gonna get disconnected. It's only it been it's only election. been a couple months though. We have to give ourselves credit here, right? Has it only been a couple months? They've well, been working diligently. Look, Big Tech they have. has been working for years, right? Google has been working for years. Their body, Alphabet is a huge corporation. Facebook is a huge corporation. You know, somebody comes up with Instagram, they come and buy it. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes up with WhatsApp, they come and buy it. You know, and they keep doing this. And they keep, where are we going to, we go to Discord, we're thinking that that's uh, an escape that we could come and congregate and and they come and they they block same thing you know it's you they're working they're working hard yeah. and it's and we're not doing anything tell me what are we doing as a society to stop mm-hmm. yeah i think it's the internet from being centralized yeah. the way it is i look at like the censoring started on youtube alex jones got deplatformed a year and a half ago a year year and a half Slippery ago slope, right it's so and that it was when YouTube changed their terms and agreements and a lot of these like Jeff Berwick, Dollar Vigilante, a lot of these guys said once that was changed, get ready. Milo. Yep. And 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 Alex Jones was the first one. And then we slowly saw some more after and this is a year and a half ago, right? And it didn't get until I think but because the average person is still using these apps, they're still like, Okay, Alex Jones got taken off, like you know, I get it. It's starting to become an issue and, and we're blind and we're still using it because it's not affecting us yet. But it wasn't until the last couple months. And then now, I mean, these events like the the the, the election stuff just happened or the, uh, the whole stuff with Trump just happened a few weeks ago. So it's still very short term that people are waking up to the fact that like, no, this is real and it's getting real, real quick. And I think to your point, 
what are you doing? Um, but I almost think that it's still, we're still in this early window where like it's starting to affect people's lives. They're starting to realize it. They're getting deplatformed themselves. And now they don't have any other option but the alternative. So I want to give us another year to three years to see. I think it's an important window right now because right now it either the resistance starts and these companies that have all these privacy focused fundamentals start really rallying people together and they get stuff rolled out within the next couple of years or else like people just decide to opt in forever and stuff. And, and, and I don't know, I don't know what that future looks like. I got to give us a little bit of optimism here though. Right. Like, but it's still, we're still like, I feel like we're still in this six month window um, like these tools, like with Monero, for example, we talk about Monero and like Tari is a platform that's being built on Monero. And it's and it's a really big project because the one of the co-founders of Ticketfly or Ticketmaster is promised to now publish all online tickets, e-tickets, all these different tickets are going to be on Tari. But like that, that protocol is not going to get built out for another year and a half, you know, so. And you still have government and the monetary institution that we have pushing back on that. Yeah. So that's the, you know, there's, we have tremendous obstacles. And if we don't organize and figure out what it is that needs to be done as a society, if we actually care about freedom and we actually care about, you know, living in a fair society, like everyone wants, mm -hmm. the majority of people want this, then we need to figure out how it is that we are going to put a block to these institutions. Because these – look, we look at institutions as a form of um, stability, forms of education, forms of many things for us to take advantage of. But those institutions don't exist anymore. What we have are institutions that are here to you know, command us to do what it is, what it is what, that they want for, for them, right? What it is that they want us to do for them, like right now, what we're seeing. So what what are we what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks after today? That's what we need to see. And on top of that, you know, we can't forget that big tech is in this whole mix, all right? People are not talking about big tech, but they should because big tech is one of the reasons why we're in this situation right now. If we don't put a stop to that and also Washington because Washington and the SEC what they're doing. They're doing a bunch of shit. And why are they doing that? Because the people in Wall Street are telling them to to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So how can we strip all of them of that power? If if things go mute, then we become decentralized. And if that happens, then it's going to it, it's going to take longer to get there. And like I'm saying, if if it takes longer for us to get there, they're working day and night against us, mm -hmm. the people. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Yeah. One of the concepts that we've talked about that are in that future state, we'll have to see. But I've heard of these. I've heard of the concept of decentralized protocols disrupting traditional governance. And I know we've talked about it before, but like governments as we know them today, power structures as we know them today, not looking the way that they do in the future because of these decentralized protocols and governance structures that exist. And like maybe it's like maybe it's just a slow breakdown of this whole system that exists like. You know, even 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 like even this structure of a president that reigns over, you know, um, senators and this whole political structure of a country uh, totally gets disrupted. Um, but we'll have oh, to see, though. Talking, we'll, about 
talking about that, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Texas, I think it's uh, one of the centers in Texas, has filed um, paperwork to try to bring Texas into a republic separated from the United States. Mm-hmm. And that happened today. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because Texas is the only state that it could actually do so if they yeah. want it. And um, the governor seems like he wants to do that. They, they see, they're saying that, you know, America is not, it's breaking the Constitution and they want to break away in, mm-hmm. in a way. Which it, we're seeing comes, this also with states like Miami and Wyoming that are actively reserving in Bitcoin for like the actual state treasuries. And there's the idea of like, what if those states are just richer than the other states in the future because they treat their people right? They attract a lot of residents. They now have like their treasuries are stacked. Can they can they break away from the other states because the other states aren't treating people correctly? Like, you know, the only problem with that, which is it's beautiful if it didn't include enemies. Mm. Right. Right. Because you have, you know, countries like China that would love for the United States to get broken down because that will make it easier for a lot of stuff, right? China is pretty much expanding all throughout the, the East, like from China all the way to Europe. They have the New Silk Road. They're all the way into Africa. They're coming into South America, and they're really inside of America. So if you do have things like that happening in America, then you pretty much just left it open for them to take over in a way that becomes a problem. That's why it needs to be a global community to stop these powerful entities, which is why Bitcoin amongst many people have become popular because it's decentralized. It's not a one country or, you know, one race or whatever the hell it's all decentralized. You need to not only decentralize things here, institutions here, they need to be international institutions. That's why corporations are so dangerous because they don't have a nation. Yeah, they're yeah, they are they decentral- look mm-hmm. perfect. They are decentralized. Yeah, it's a good what point. We want for us as a as a peoples mm-hmm. to be successful and live well. They have that as corporations, no nation. They they could freely trade in all currencies with mm-hmm. no issues. Yep. They they have that. You know this is this is their oyster. We need to pull that away from them. Mm-hmm. And at the same, but, but when we're pulling away from them, we have to also pull away from governments and emerging governments. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Let's uh, let's talk about what's next. Then maybe for this group, uh, the going back to the Wall Street bets people, because they've already talked about the idea of like shorting other or buying other stocks. American Airlines today was one of the companies that got taken off as well because that one jumped. I was watching it this morning on CNBC. It's like the pre-market, it was up 85% and they were like, oh, this is, we know this is one of the most shorted stocks and here we go. Um, but they also brought up, I saw in Wall Street Bets, they were talking about silver. We talked about silver. Silver is uh, from a historical perspective, it it's played a role as like gold's angry stepchild where like yeah, it's kind of been used as a reserve currency yeah. it's been used as a means of exchange yeah it's it's like right now today it's the most manipulated market in the world it does it has the most naked shorts in the world so it's the most manipulated market in the world and um 
and it trades at a certain percentage ratio to gold's price and right now it's already undervalued it should be like some like 50 plus dollars an ounce and uh, i saw kaiser adding in today with the talk because the wall street bets uh, that reddit form they've already been talking about silver next and they did valuations and they were saying that silver's fair value right now could be upwards of a thousand dollars an ounce because there's so many naked shorts so maybe we just watch this wall street bets trail and then maybe that's going to lead us to believe where this movement's going to go in the future if these guys stay organized and more people join in and they start really targeting like fundamental issues that like people in the know for the financials know that that's where the real corrupt money is you know not just like not just like wall street hopping on board manipulating the story and then using the movement to take advantage of like something for their own purposes like they've been doing with a lot of these protests that have happened but like you know do do these people start going against the right markets i hope so with silver because we've been talking to people about gold and silver i know i'm sitting on some silver still whether it's paper form or not dollars when we were talking about it and now it's what 30 yeah i think it's today it's up a couple percent too kaiser was adding in he was like he was giving them all the data. He's like, I tried doing this. Here it is. And, and it's true, dude. And uh, um, it's also the most used metal for goods. And it's the most underproduced metal. So for the fact that it's the most used precious metal to make goods, insert, to make goods, which no one's really making goods right now, but it's okay. It's also the least mined metal. So there's a, there's a real shortage that exists in the markets. And it's almost like that shortage only exists because of the fact that Goldman and JP Morgan have been able to make, manipulate the precious metals market so much that people don't realize like people don't realize yeah, kept, how they, much they of an issue it is. They kept it low for such a long time. Real long time. Right, they kept it low so that means that, you know, there weren't miners out there looking for silver to mine because mm-hmm. there was no money to make off of it. Right. Right, right. so that was right. an artificial type of market that happened there. So if it was fairly, you know, um, assessed we would have way more silver and it would still be, you know, affordable, maybe not as affordable as it is now because it's still affordable, mm-hmm. but it would be more of a, a fair value. You know, um, I just want to figure out, uh, there's a lot of capital moving around right mm-hmm. right now. Yep. You're talking about silver and all yep. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this, all this money shifting radically. What does that mean for the market as a whole when when there's a it's it loses control because mm-hmm. that's easy to lose control when you have money sporadically moving everywhere. I want to know what's gonna happen because number one, the market is already a freaking house of cards. We already been talking about the repo markets yeah. from early yeah. last year and from November of the year before that, 2019, when the when the, yeah, the alarm bells were ringing mm-hmm. with the repo markets. Yep. It was about to collapse a couple times. Yep. Since then, we had freaking lockdown and the markets almost collapsing and then Mm -hmm. stimulus and all that shit now we have this and we have excessive amounts of money being printed we might have that happen again with the new stimulus if that ever happens what what would happen that's why i've always thought it was a controlled demolition you know it's like because once we when we were when we were reporting on all that the the repo market issues back in november 2019 like you can clearly see there was an issue the most that december that november that december it was recorded that the most ceos publicly traded C, company ceos left their roles ever in history by a large margin it was off the charts 
They they went. They took their nice checks, and they went and they stored that in whatever assets they could that really maintained value. Mm-hmm. And they're freaking yeah. the CEO of Aetna. Yeah. CEO of Aetna made bang. Disney, the CEO of Disney, left too. Yeah. All of them. And all of them. Yeah. They all just left. So now we're seeing the the wake of it is like, you know, the lockdown controls the population, pre- prevents movement, gives a justification to these businesses going out of business but the fact is is that they're going out of business because they were as a as a as a as in general they weren't profitable they were over leveraged because they had to borrow money in order to stay profitable and then now like you're saying like these stimulus bills are all it's justified it's justified by yeah i think you know and that's what that's what the belief is is that like why okay i the cc's and all this stuff they say but like oh, bullshit. but like if you just look at it from an objective perspective and i was watching a little bit of the um inauguration it was eerie it was eerie dude watching his motorcade come down the street where the parade would be but there's no there's no civilians there's no spectators each side of the street is shoulder by shoulder lined with guardsmen full military parade coming down Anyone could say whatever they want. Every, anyone, maybe they don't. Maybe the market doesn't understand because they haven't. You know, they haven't like been around the military like we have and stuff. But like, you understand, like that's like that's a big deal. It's it was super eerie, and it's still and it's gonna oh, yeah. be locked down. I'm sure. You know, Bro, that shit was posturing. Number one, he's showing to the world, hey, we're back, we're back. All right, there's a great resets happening, and we have shit locked down here, and we will do things by force. That's what that showed. That's pretty much just like the chaos has stopped. What that showed was no more chaos. That's why they, they pretty much didn't show Antifa destroying Portland and protested in Boston of Black Lives Matter Antifa happening the day of the uh, election of the inauguration, which happened. Mm, and there's right. been protests every day in Portland. They don't show that at all in the media, have they? Yeah, they're saying what, what fuck. Happened? They're saying fuck Biden. We don't care. Like, yeah. and then they're just they still destroying. They show yeah. the inauguration. They're showing yeah. everyone around the world the chaos has stopped. We have smashed everything. It, we won't show any more of the lefty um, Antifa, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter stuff. That shit, we're squashing that. And anything on the right, we're squashing that. And then we're bringing, we're picking the shit back up where we left it. That's and this is how we're gonna do it. That's, that was a show of force, like a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. And people ignored it, man, because yep. they're so, they're sheep. They're like, yep. they're hypnotized. People are hypnotized. They can't yep. see that. They just, they use the, the whole insurrection bullshit, which was bullshit because obviously we just know that they let them in. Yep. You just let them in, you know, and then they use the whole guys of, oh, you know, the cops, since they're white, they let that happen. No, there was more than that. It was oh, not a show of force. And now look at what's happening. Now if we have an economic situation mm-hmm. happen, let's say next month or the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. because of you know a little bit of what's happening right now and everything on top of that, people will go back to the streets and they will go to Washington and they can't do anything because the, the military's there. The military's there. Yep, yep. What can't you do? Can't do anything. Exactly. They showed what, yeah. what will happen if you go against the government. That's what that whole thing there was, right? The Republican people that were QAnoners and, you know, Trump supporters, whatever, they went there 
and they did what like Black Lives Matter and a lot of these Democrats been doing, and they were squashed and they have been persecuted, and you know people have been fired, arrested, and all of that, right? Yep. So, yep. That does not just people think that's just because of the right is crazy, or whatever. That's their whole thing. Oh, the right, they're crazy. They deserve that. It's like yo, they're gonna come for you next. You're next. There's no, there's no left or right here, all right. There's only them and us. That's it. You're next. They will come after you when you are gonna go up there to demand what was promised. They will squash you. They just showed. This is what happens when you come for us, the government. We will destroy you. That whole show of force that they did. That pretty much was like, hey. Don't come for us, government. We'll, we'll, we'll destroy you. Luckily, there's a group of, an army of memers in the background. Yeah. You know, you know that's one thing that, like, is talked about now is, like, memes. I've been seeing job applicate like, I've been seeing uh, companies wanting people that have meme skills now. So I think, if anything, you know, memes going forward, this whole idea of the uh, cypherpunk um um cypherpunk solar punk uh you know just uh movement of you know the running running tech in a more private secure way we'll have to see dude it's going to be fascinating to watch overcome you know it's going to be fascinating to watch happen and play out i think that what happened over the last couple days with this reddit group was was a real turning point as far as as far as regulators being able to see what the market could do to a stock or or what 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 uh, uh, uh what the collective group could do to an actual stock whether it was one stock or a couple of stock right now they have to regulate because of the fact they don't want it to happen again so i think the next couple of weeks are going to play a big role you know we'll be talking about it um for sure i really think that from here on out like what we see this spring what we see from here on out is going to really dictate how the next couple of years is going to go because if it gets squashed and nothing else happens to this i i you know i think it's it's what we've been talking about as far as this uh just uh authoritative technocratic kind of control of speech and information but if there's a, if there's a big enough movement that that fo- that forms um you know then then it's going to get interesting Right. Then it's going to get. And hey, we've been talking about it this whole time. The fact that like this stuff is going on, dude. Anything that's been going on, all this chaos, it's, it's just, it's, it's playing into the times. It's playing into the historical cycles. And, um, you know, and, but what I, what I'm just hoping, and I, I got to put it out there, at least for the optimists, love always wins. Love always wins. I hope, unless they separate us so much as humans that we become not humans anymore, like we've talked about, or now we're these different beings, but like, Damn, like I would I would really freaking hope and you haven't really seen it too much now, but if enough people are feeling the same way and at least there's a way for them to know it and collectively unite, hopefully something happens. I don't know though. We'll we see. We just got to play the long game. We need to yeah. play the long game, man. That's it. Play the long game. Stay strong. Yeah. And do not allow to become divided. Put aside the institutional thinking. If, look, if people could do that, we could get really far. You got Then it starts with everyone putting the right and the left mentality out of the way. We need to just erase that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's it. 
Race, if you could do that, then you really have the strength. And I think it could happen. Yeah. But it takes it takes discipline, man. Look, talking about millennials, mm-hmm. TikTok. TikTok has been magic with all this. Yep. What has TikTok TikTok has awoken so many of the gen Zers? Yeah. Because Gen Z is like the is the generation that people are worried about because it's like they could jump on the bandwagon and be institutionalist type of people, right? Stick with those institutions because they could get brainwashed easily. Yep. Or are totally against. And I, I I'm on TikTok all the time because I, it's like unfiltered. Like TikTok is unfiltered. I don't know. If it's because it's a Chinese app, so maybe China just wants that to happen in America as a way for people to. You know, keep them woken against their government. That's my way of thinking. It's like you know, let them, let them. We're not gonna filter that. Let them do what they have to do amongst themselves. And it makes sense because a lot of the stuff that I see on TikTok, you see a lot of young people, younger than you and I, in their early twenties. You know, I guess if you can, woke, yeah, you know, it's a good, it's a good thought. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I love, and I like TikTok for that reason, too. Uh, The only thing is, like, the whole, uh, you know, obviously centralized control of the servers. But I think you might be right, though. Like, if you can, if let's assume all that TikTok data, your AI is good enough to break down that data and be able to categorize it in a way that makes sense to a computer or something. And, like, if you're able to see that, you know, there's so much chatter or categories that are maybe anti-establishment or something that you feed it back to just those echo chambers. Um, it would work. Uh, that's the scary thing about this whole like AI movement and stuff is like, dude, Elon said it himself. Like we are, we are the neural networks, right? We're doing everything that we're seeing is because of us. It's all, it's all a result of us. At the end of the day, the only way the neural networks are able to be built is because we fed it with all of our, all the social media websites, all of our inputs, all of our data, and and uh, and we're our own demise at the end of the day. Obviously, um, the Matrix, the Matrix is is the only thing the Matrix got wrong, and it's not. And I I think I heard that the only reason they put that in there was because of the the bigwigs at I think it was Paramount or whatever production company, the Matrix showed that we were a power system right so we're all plugged in mm-hmm. and we were you know they were extracting energy off of us yep. it's not energy they're extracting from us it's data yeah data and the original you know the the, mm-hmm. the ones i forgot their names the one that wrote the the, the matrix yeah they said that that was the original way they were going to do it was data but the bigwigs didn't understand that they only understood the concept of energy so they had to change it into energy but it's freaking data. They're gonna they they for evolution to continue on this trajectory. I feel like um, I feel like AI will understand because the thing is AI doesn't have feelings. It only understands logic, and genes have logic. So genes and AI will understand the same things, which is evolve and pass down data. And that is going to be an issue for everybody because our genes don't only have data. 
you know, we are people. We have emotions and we have thoughts and all of that, right? Based off of our our genes, we are in the in the in like the midst of that shift, and I think it's gonna be painful because there's going to be evolutionist and traditionalist. Right now, the people that are yelling and screaming like me, I am a traditionalist because I want freedom. I want freedom. I want freedom for the people. I want that concept of like the Constitution. I'm sure, the Constitution isn't perfect, but damn, it's pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. All right. Evolution does not want that. They want a centralized organism feeding off of us, extracting data to evolve. Not the humans. It's more of like the globe as an old whole yeah. organism. Yeah. That's why we have the whole concept of like aliens and. And reptilians and all of these different dimensions, bro. And that's another conversation to have. Yeah. Because it's good though. It's good though because like we tied on the, the topics of like human evolution and just like how things are more complex. We talk about Terrence McKenna and like this this curve that's happened where like there was normal genetics, now there's eugenics and stuff and like why are humans on earth? Maybe it's just to be as complex as we can be and like and that's why it's like you know like we're our own it's our own it's our own enemy but at the same time it's it's about this pattern of the natural world and expansion of the universe and it's it's almost feels a little like uh you know predestined in a way right like it's that's another thing predestination our genes pre are we are predisposed based off of our genes right so if our genes are designed a certain way we're predisposed to that and yes we have environment and environment colludes or contradicts genes and things happen because of that shit fucking cancer is a uh is a breakdown of of our proteins and our genes right there's a lot of things and it can happen because of environment and all but at the end of the day we are a transporter of data so that's this is why like the whole simulation theory fascinates me because what the simulation theory tells me is that we are processors. It's that's what we are. You know, like humans, animals, plants, everything that's living. And plants are living. That's what I believe. Plants live. They have a life. And they right. you know yeah. right? And yeah, I, yeah, I think nature's intelligent. The mushroom stuff yeah. we talked about a lot of that stuff. Fungi, right? right? There's an organism there. A reefs, mm-hmm. right? Coral reefs. Yep. This, is, this is organism, and it's all transferring data. <laughs> so, if let's say the simulation theory was true, and we are in the simulation, then we're producing, we're processing data for what? For who? For whom? For what is it? Is it God? What is God? Gods? Or another thing? What is it? There's something. Because right. it's, it's, it's transferring hands, it's shifting, it's shifting, it's shifting. And what's the end goal? You know, what does the does the Earth turn into like, you know, a supercomputer? Is that and what's the supercomputer for? Is this supercomputer to be handed off to another life being or beings or whatever? Right? This all and to me is important because everything we've talked about and we've been talking about has to do with all of this. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what you know, we talk about the Great Reset. Why is there a great reset? Why is the talk about a great reset? It's not a conspiracy theory because Davos talks about it. Mm-hmm. All of these freaking corporatists talk about it, right? That's what they're trying to do. Why are they trying to do that? Why are we trying to, you know, 
had to synergy with AI. You know, you have Neuralink. That's another thing, right? Um, Elon Musk, that what he says is that we need to, he wants to do this because it's needed, because he says that other entities are doing the same, and it's pretty much a competition of who's going to get there first and who's going to pretty much pave the way for the future, because if we, if we allow another entity to do it or have the power of, then, you know, and the same could be said about who, who these entities are that are doing it. There's this, all this stuff, all right? It's the control, but at the end of the day, it's like, where is it going? Why? Why? Why do what, number one, why does, why our genes want to keep getting passed on? This desire of our genes to keep passing on this information memes right why do why do memes work memes are pretty much speech speech right speech it keeps getting you know it's um it's the physical spoken word within a language that's being passed on from generations to generations right that's where we got the torah we got the bible we got the quran we got all of these uh, books being passed on we got you know um quotes they keep getting passed on why is that that desire and the genes that desire and then language why are why is language so important and that we need to you know we don't want languages to be erased because then we become lost we want languages to and and it becomes a thing right think of it the english language is the lingua franca that is spoken majorly throughout the world and why is that it's because it's the easiest way to to transfer memes and spoken thoughts and we could keep on moving so there's all that's in there but what's the freaking purpose i think that question though like no you're never going to answer that question of course not right and like but it it has to do it It has has to deal with everything yeah yeah and i look at us as almost like humans like like so we talk about the uh, like the mycelium, the mushroom networks, you look at the internet as a network, growing living organism, mycelium, growing living organism. And then like this idea of human consciousness and like homo sapiens in this like, you know, we're, we're, we're humans and we're different than animals because we have consciousness. Like we have this, and now we're learning this collective consciousness. The fact that like all of us are really connected in one way or another. It's not just the individual, right? And maybe, maybe, maybe we as in like an organism, as a collective, we can't see it. We, we don't know, it, but we feel united to each other. Like we all at the end of the day, we're all composed of the same things. Um, you know, all of these different religions in these books, they talk about unity and the family and spirituality. And um, and I know a lot of the spiritual stuff we talked about, especially with the mushrooms and stuff like it all breaks down the ego and it makes you understand that you're connected as a whole to this 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 living breathing group of people so maybe it's maybe it's that that we are this unseen collective consciousness this unseen collective organism that is growing because like when we pass on genetic code we we grow we have kids we grow the network grows and and maybe that's it maybe it acts kind of just like the mycelium stuff you know um i think it's i think it's important though because you know humans have evolved there's different languages that have been spoken uh different groups of people i got some blackhawks flying overhead right now Uh oh they're coming they're coming coming. (laughs) no but it's um but um but 
this collective consciousness, though, I think that this is important. I think it's important for people to understand because it helps the mental health stuff. It helps us understanding ourselves more. Um, a lot of what we talk about ties directly uh, into just that. And, um, and, and people feel it. They understand it from a subconscious level, I think. But our realities, our, our subjective realities shape just who we are now. And we don't understand it. I think that's what that's really like, you know, that's there. We are learning, though, when we're going into a crazy place, because this whole UFO talk, I personally, I don't know what to believe, but there's a lot of that chatter going on about extraterrestrial, either it's the whole narrative of like an E.T. type of alien, like the movies, mm -hmm. or it's another type of entity and they're demons or religious just all of these thoughts coming around yeah and we're almost we're and we're moving into something as well and a lot of people think it's probably the government trying to create this idea right because um nixon said that the best way to the, no not nixon um reagan the best way to have everyone around the world join into one is by creating a common enemy and it would mm -hmm. be like you know, UFOs, like, aliens. So there's people talking about, like, Project Blue Beam. I don't know if you've heard about that and all of these things, bro. It's crazy. No. But it, it goes into the conspiracy world. But it's, um, there's this, op there's this operation that was, they were trying to create where they would project a beam into the sky for the world to see. And that it would project like a beam coming down, and that the world would there will be chaos and fear. I'll send you the link. And this shit is actually like it's real, like it's actually mentioned is legit. But they want to call it a conspiracy theory because obviously everything's a conspiracy theory when it comes to the government, mm -hmm. right? That you want to, but it's crazy because it's like you have people like the ex chair of freaking what Mossad or whatever saying that um, or Israeli intelligence which is Mossad saying that uh, yeah there's this galactic federation and all of that shit and that you know we're not ready something like yeah, that so yeah. you have this happening right yeah. it's, it's man it's so much going on and and I think it goes back to what we're talking about the changing of the age right where the age of Aquarius the Kali Yuga and the cycles and it's like we're seeing that huge change yeah. and it's all coming about and we are seeing it and at the same time we have the internet so everyone's seeing things so i think it's only a matter of time for like i don't know it's gonna this, be a good ride yes Looking season two to of, uh, of earth is gonna be interesting yeah yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in another episode. I think that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. As long as we don't get uh, banned for the whole conspiracy talk. You know, that seems to be a thing now. You can't even have fun anymore. You, know, you, can't even, you can't even talk about reality. It's like, oh, oh, we got to be careful with that talk. Yeah, we're going to shut but, them down. Yeah, man. All right, dude. I think that, I think for me, think for me, think for me, where I am today. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll talk next week. We'll see where we're at with all of this. Yeah, I think either way, uh, you know, we're trying to come up with uh, different segments of content too. So, you know, we've talked in the past. And if you're still watching at this point, you're pretty committed. 
think I think anyone that's listening this far is pretty committed. But even for ourselves, you know, we'll be uh, segmenting con- content in a way. So like the nonconformist is more than just a name; it's a lifestyle, and uh, there's a lot of different parts of that lifestyle that exists. And I think we'll we'll try to do a good job of shedding light onto all the different communities and people that you know are are a little different than the norm of society, right? So the nonconformist as a whole, I think it'd be good. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, the next episodes we'll have, we're going to create different types of episodes for different types of things, health, mental health, uh, philosophy, things like that. So we can engage the different parts of each individual groups. And since that's stuff that we believe in as, you know, as nonconformists, we look at the world differently. We live differently. We try to live differently. So we want to talk more about that. And but we'll still have these conversations just like this. This is more us talking about like the current events. So this is like our current event stuff. We'll continue with that. Uh, we'll we we want to build upon that. So you know, bear with us. We're trying to you know um, create better avenues on our social media aside from our website and all of that, where a lot of you guys are actually on you know, viewing us. So yeah. Thanks for uh, listening. It'll be good. Y'all. All right, man. All right. See you next time.